Wow, testing one, two, three. Angels, angels, angels. <laughs> Funny story. Glory. There we are. <laughs> awesome. We got a new sky cam. Right, I'll go to it right away because it's so freaking cool. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we plugged in the new sky camera and the audio cables from the camcorder disconnected into our video encoder. <laughs> so I taped them together. <laughs> but, oh, then all the settings in our programming got scrambled and it's taken us about a half hour to figure out how to plug it back in. So thanks for being patient with us. And this kind of glory too, it's, it's even more difficult to work with electronics. It's uh, really quite incredible. We had the power blow out two nights ago and blew out the RLM music server. I've been through three different computers this summer already. Three. We're on our third now that you're listening to. And so stuff is always just blowing up around here in the glory. But I'm really excited about this new sky cam. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that cool? You can see the equipment and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, hallelujah. That happens when you get a new dookie chain. Blows the world right up. Thank you, Father. So I'm going to turn up the music, sit back, relax, enjoy the angel of Jesus. Enjoy what God's doing in our hearts. Enjoy the increase of our spirituality as our brain and bones and bloodlines are given completely to the Spirit of Jesus to come fully alive. And even through all the rough stuff that we go through in the natural realm that opposes the glory realm invasion, it's all good. I really enjoy the sideways, backwards, stages of spiritual growth when everything in the natural realm is like so broken and humble as the glory realm increases through the natural realm. It's really fun. Spiritual growth, the expansion of your spirit through your hearts and minds and flesh breaks the natural realm. It, the Bible says it melts the elements with fervent heat. <laughs> <Woo! laughs> when you melt elements, you are melting the earth and the prisons and the containers of human spirits. You're setting the captives free from the law and the elements. When Mount Sinai burned with fire so strong, it actually burned the law into the elements of the earth. That's right. So you get imprisoned in the elements, and Paul calls it the elemental spiritual forces. Elemental spiritual forces. Elemental. It means that the air, the water, the light, 
the molecules, the atoms, all of it are infused with the law. You understand that's what the law did? It burned the law into the elements and the grace of Jesus is a superior fire that melts the elements or fulfills the law. It's a greater fire. The law of Moses came with the light of the stars. The grace of Jesus comes with the light of the bright morning star rising in your heart, 2 Peter 1.19. So every single one of you is getting progressively delivered and freed from the elements melting and the law fading away or being fulfilled by the fire grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I bless all your hearts with an increase of the grace or the spirit of grace or the angel of grace of the Lord Jesus. Get over the little religious hump that has a problem with spirit angel, angel spirit, spirit angel, angel spirit. You got to get past that. That's a major barrier of the religious devil that he doesn't let many Christians cross because whew, it's guarded. You come into these realms, you're coming into glorious freedom of the sons of God. People weep and gnash their teeth and froth at the mouth at you when you start coming into these realms. Too bad. I'm getting set free today. No one's opinion full of demons is going to hold me back from a greater glory. Amen? you got to be determined to get your promised land. To get your freedom back from Satan. Get your freedom back from the law. <laughs> Melt those elements with the grace of the Lord Jesus. Melt them off your heart, off your mind, and off your bones. By the greater grace of the Lord Jesus. What does the Bible say? They shall come out shouting grace, grace, great grace. Come out of what? Captivity. Babylon the great. Babylon means great religion. They'll come out of the imprisonment of the law, the imprisonment of Babylon, shouting great grace because it melted the law off their spirit. Your spirit's only free by your measure of grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians. You need the grace of the Lord Jesus with your spirit and it expands and melts the elements around your spirit which is in your soul, in your heart, in your blood, in your bones, in your brains, in your marrow, in your organs, in your legs, in your toes, and all your entire physical man gets melted with fire. It's called metamorphosis. Hallelujah! Metamorphosis by grace fulfilling the law or the elements melting with the fervent heat of the love of Jesus stronger than death. Come on. There is the love of Jesus stronger than sin and death and the accuser of the law. <laughs> the law is the accuser. Another name for accuser is Satan. So it dismisses Satan, the accuser of the brethren, the one who slanders the saints day and night. You get into enough grace, you couldn't find a slanderer if you wanted one. How could you? It melted the slanderer. It melted the accuser. The lake of fire is for the red dragon, the beast, and the false prophet to be melted out of the elements, which is the dissolving or fulfilling 
of the law of Moses by the grace of the Lord Jesus. Enjoy that freedom now. all day in the glory. Absolutely best day ever. Terrible weather, cloudy, overcast, not even nice outside, but inside it feels like freaking paradise, man. It feels like the Garden of Eden. I've never felt this internal energy of grace and love and breakthrough like this in my entire life. Like the perfect weather system on the inside, superior to the inferior, flawed weather system of the outside. The outside is getting fixed by your inside today. You can fix your entire atmosphere, environment, your house, your home, your car, your job, your family, everything in your external world by your internal world growing in the grace of the Lord Jesus. Bam. around your neck. I mean, you're free indeed. When the sun sets you free, you're free from the law. 
Meaning that grace can do anything superseding science, laws, physics, walking through walls, walking on water, controlling weather systems. There ain't a single rule regulation of Moses or man that could ever bind you down into the rules of the natural dimension. Listen, the natural dimension was created by the angel of grace. You heard of him, Jesus. The spirit of grace in the Bible is called? The spirit of grace, the angel of grace created the earth. And so when you're back in the angel and spirit of grace, you supersede the laws of the fall that were for sinners and containing sinners because you're not practicing sin anymore, you're practicing faith. And faith supersedes the law in the angel of grace. So you have all these supernatural things happen all the time. That's what you're meant to live in. The realms of grace. The highway of grace that's far above the rules, regulations, and laws of man. Those aren't the laws of God. Not a single one of those laws is in heaven. Not one. Only the law of love, which is the glory. <laughs> That's right. The Father doesn't have any laws circulating around His throne. There is no law in heaven. The grace of the Lord Jesus only is in heaven. When you're in the glory, you're rising higher and higher above the law, and you come to a place of elevation. Praise God. Go back to the sky cam. Come back to an elevation where you're reigning Christ, the reign of Christ, down through all flesh. And that's actually what's happening in the world right now, shaking everything to be shaken. The, the law clearly can be shaken. The old covenant needed a new covenant because it wasn't perfect. And anything not perfect will pass away, Scripture says. So all the rules, the regulations, control systems of all nations and their governments right now are being tremendously shaken because the secret societies cannot use the law to control mankind anymore because mankind has evolved in the grace of the Lord Jesus. And God set it up this way that the free people of the spirit and angel of grace would come to a point of maturity and would cast off the old world of the law. We've matured in our spirit that we don't need the law of Moses constricting us anymore. You know, people are like, oh, you just get rid of the whole government? No, you get rid of Satan. You get rid of the governors and tutors that oppress your spirit and you get into common sense. You get into wisdom. You get into God. You get into the government of God of which there shall be no end. And of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Come on. And it reigns through the carnal mind that clings to the control of the law of Moses. The law of man. Jesus said about the law, it was your law. Does it not say in your law? Jesus didn't say it was his law, even though he was the one that gave it to Moses. Why? Because the law is not for God, and it's not for God's seed. It's not for God's people at all. We, we operate in the higher realm of grace and love and peace 
and truth from God the Father's throne with the angels in the glory realm. The law is for the wicked down below, the murderers, the rapists. That's what the law was given for, the thieves. And they've been using the law to steal. <laughs> so God's just completely slaughtering them right now. So they can't manipulate using human rules anymore in the nations. This is total prison break, and it basically boils down to just the old world of the law and the new world of grace. And I tell you what the new world of grace looks like. It looks like spirit beings that have matured in the grace and truth of Jesus Christ to a level that their earth is on fire and their heavens is a rainbow halo of glory. What's the new heavens and the new earth? It's Jesus fully formed in you. And in the heavens, it's a rainbow halo, which is on your mind. And on the earth, it's two pillars of fire. A temple of the Holy Spirit looks like legs of fire and a halo of a rainbow glory cloud. That's your new earth. That's your new heaven. That's the realm of grace. That's the Zion glory realm that comes forth from your womb in the ever-expanding seed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, baby. Whoa. <laughs> and the first thing you realize is grace makes you happy and blessed and free. And Jesus came to set you free from the misery of the law. They're miserable people. Trying to be good by rules and regulations is absolute misery. I mean, that's truly what it means to live in the garbage heap and Gehenna, hell on earth. It's trying to use your physical body to please a spiritual creature, a spiritual being. Now God is spirit, John 4, 24. So those that please him have to be in spirit and in truth. Now Jesus is your spirit. Jesus is your truth. So you gotta be in Jesus. Not in your brain, not in religion, not in, in theology, not in doctrine. That ain't gonna do anything. You could try that a million years, you never get any breakthrough. But in your belly, in your womb. It's gotta be in your womb. It's gotta be in your spirit. You gotta be God inside minded. You can't please God if you're looking for him on the outside, bewitched all the time. You please him by knowing him on the inside. It pleases him for you to recognize the new covenant that your legs are the pillars of the temple now. I mean, it even says it in Song of Solomon, doesn't it? Yeah, here's are the pillars of the temple, your legs. It says it in the Old Covenant, too. People are walking in future glory back then. That's how they got so powerful. They're walking in grace. What kind of grace did David and Solomon walk in? More grace than most people in the New Covenant that aren't even taught theology on grace. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Do you realize that your legs are the pillars of the New Covenant Temple? And why are they on fire? Because His are on fire. Why are His are on? Why are His legs on fire? 
in Revelation, mentioned actually several times, meaning it's extremely important that you get this unveiling in your mind. The legs of Jesus are pillars of fire, flames of fire. It's the overcoming of the earth's law. It's the overcoming of the law. It's the overcoming of religion. It's the superior fire of the fire of the law. Sinai burned, Zion also burned. That's why it says in Hebrews chapter 12, you have not come to Sinai. You have not come to Sinai's fire, the fire of the law. You've come to Zion's fire, the fire of grace. And the fire of grace is murdered by the fire of the law for thousands of years. They burn them at the stake as witches. Sure than you. <laughs> and they're still persecuting anyone that walks in the real fire of grace. Barely even tolerated in the charismatic church. Barely. These people go crazy. I've had people froth at the mouth, weep and gnash their teeth, non-stop accusation every day of ministry for 15 years. They are infuriated that you would leave the fire of Sinai, which is the old world's religion. Satan's kingdom. They're angry at you that you left Satan's kingdom. How dare you leave the pyramids of Satan? You're so rebellious. Using grace as a license to sin. No, using grace to fulfill the law and go higher than the earth so I can have a halo in the glory of the new heavens. I mean, super common sense stuff, but nobody walking in it. <laughs> All written in the word, but nobody walking in it, so they don't even know what it looks like. And when it comes around, they accuse it as heresy and cults and every other false prophet accusation that we hear from these people full of the old world. What do you look like in the old heavens and the old earth? Human beings. What do you look like in the new heavens and the new earth? Revelation 10.1 Angel beings. Now if it wasn't written in the scriptures, I might doubt it, but it's actually been there for 2,000 years. So it's not a new teaching. This is actually what the Apostle Paul was trying to produce in all his churches. It's called spiritual maturity. Thank you, Father, for spiritual maturity. That's an obscure passage. No, it's really not. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, what's so amazing about this is that Jesus, this is who Jesus actually is. Jesus is an angel that sacrificed his flesh. In the Old Testament, he's the angel of the Lord. You know, clearly several thousand year old established doctrine. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the angel of the Lord. He's the, the word of God, the angel of God that created in Genesis. He was the angel that met with Moses on Mount Sinai, right? He didn't have flesh. He was the pre-incarnate Jesus in the Old Testament. 
mentioned more than anything else as the captain of angel armies or the Lord of hosts or the angel of the Lord. You know, that's the most common name for God in the Old Testament. And it's the person Jesus in every single Old Testament book. Captain of angel armies, Lord of hosts is his name. It's the most common name for God in the whole Old Testament. And that's the person Jesus. The difference is in the New Testament, he took flesh on. Okay, That angel was conceived by the Holy Spirit inside Mary's womb in her generations and bloodlines and wrapped in her flesh. That's what the Messiah is. The Messiah is the angel of the Lord that took a body. Hebrews says, and he prepared a body for me. And God the Father prepared a body for the angel that made the earth, that created Adam and Eve, that created Gabriel, Raphael, that he made the archangels. You understand that? So the angel that made the angels took on a human body. Clearly understood from reading the Bible. Yeah. And then he sacrificed that body because that's the spotless lamb. And the sin offering and the blood offering was so perfect and pure because of who he was in his heart, in his spirit, in his angelic nature. He was God fully God, and had a human body, fully man. And he sacrificed his man part of him, and his angel part of him descended into the lower regions of the earth. So he's down there with the fallen angels. And the bowls of Bashan gaped about him, Psalms 22. They paraded about him, thinking that they had defeated the creator angel. The fallen angels thought we, we defeated the angel that made us. That's what they thought. He was down there for days. Oh no. The spirit of holiness then reanimated him and took him back up through his body. At that moment, death and hell were defeated. That he conquered the grave. He conquered the lowest regions under the earth where Satan and his angels had built upon the bones of the nations using bone magic, dry bones. Remember the whore of Babylon's drunk on the blood of the saints because she's a vampire that sucks the marrow and the blood and the energy and the life that's in the blood out of the bones and the generations and the bloodlines of all the nations, tribes, and tongues for thousands of years. That's what the religious whore of Babylon, Babylon meaning religion system is, which is the external law that sucks you dry because you're never good enough, no matter how hard you try. But Jesus is. And by the sacrifice of his flesh, you now have access to his spirit to re-energize your spirit and to build up your inner man, Christ. Uh, Paul says, I work amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed in you. And the spirit of might energizes your inner man with superhuman energy, which he so mightily enkindles and works within you. So the building up of the spirit of man or the angel of the man is what the Great Awakening is all about. And it's the casting off of the external do's and don'ts of the law and the unfolding or the revealing of the manifesting sons of God. Where are they manifesting from? From their innermost being, John 7:38, which in Greek is your womb. Your womb. And the Apostle Paul said to Timothy in that you are saved by birthing the divine child. That's what it says in Greek. Not by birthing children. That doesn't save you, but by birthing the divine child. And we know we can only birth from our womb, which speaks of your spiritual stomach, not your natural stomach, 
no, no, not carnal appetites, spiritual appetites. So we get hungry for the Word of God. We get hungry for the new wine. We get hungry for the glory. We get hungry for the kingdom of heaven. Paul even said lust after spiritual gifts. We lust after the gifts of God. That's holy. Because your belly's hungry. Your spirit's hungry. You're thirsty for living waters. You're thirsty in the natural. Your actual condition, woman at the well, is you're thirsty in the spiritual. If you believe and receive the water that I give you, you'll never thirst again because out of your innermost being, out of your spiritual stomach, will spring up a water of endless life. <laughs> the water of endless life. That's what the Creator, our Maker, Jesus, the Lord Jesus, is reestablishing in us during this time. This is what Paul walked in the measure of it. John walked in the measure of it. All the apostles walked in a measure of the well of salvation, in the spring of the waters of life. They had springs, rivers, fountains. They had an ocean that they were tapping into by faith and the renewing of your mind. And their mind was disconnecting from external idolatry, which is religion, the, the legalism of the curse of the fall. And the law was destroyed at the crucifixion of Christ. You need to understand that. Christ fulfilled the law. I mean, anyone that has faith now, the spirit of Jesus builds up their inner man and their heart and their brain and their bones are lifted out of Egypt, like Joseph in his bones, given instruction of his bones, out of Egypt, the place of the law, into Zion, the place of grace. <laughs> and they fulfill the law and they're living in the glory realm. The glory realm is the place where you're no longer under the curse of the law and anything is possible all the time, every day, living in the awe of God, living in the adventure of God, living in the manifestations of the glory by the revealing of the Son. And how is the Son with you? Is the Son with you physically? No, the Son's body is at the right hand of God, transfigured in Zion. Seated at the right hand of God is the flesh, the celestial transfigured flesh, the invincible, immortal flesh of Christ. Amen? And that body don't move. You're like, oh, his body doesn't move. His spirit moves. He sat down at the right hand of God and doesn't get back up again. Now his spirit moves. And just like you are entering into that level of righteousness by grace, you are learning to sit in Christ physically and let your spirit, your angelic nature, begin to move and have its being by grace alone with no mixture of law. And it fully animates. The favor of the Father fully animates the human spirit. Why are you so highly favored? Because Jesus sacrificed his flesh for you to have the same measure of favor as the angel of the Lord. That's a lot of favor. Don't you think that's probably all the favor that exists? It is. It's all the grace, all the favor. You ever seen someone that had favor? You look, you look at some of these celebrities and it's like paparazzi, you know, Justin Bieber showed up, you got 2,000 people just chasing him down the street. That's a favor. That kind of level of favor of being desired. He's the, the, the desire, the desire of the nations. 
Jesus Christ said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. How do you draw all men? Favor. Favor of the angel of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus. We've already shared all the scriptures for you. Spirit and angels, same word. You got to get over that hump. You're not going to make it very far in the kingdom age if you don't get into angels, 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 because you're an angel. I just read to you Luke 20, verse 36, but they cannot die again, but they are angel-like. Oh, angel-like. Why are they angel-like? Because you have a body. He prepared a body for you, but you are angel-like and equal to angels, and being sons and sharers in the resurrection, they are the sons of God. So the sons of God are angels. Oh, angel-like. What does angel-like even mean? That means that we're living completely out of our spirit and zero out of our human flesh and bone and brain ability. Flesh and bone and brain ability is actually what Eve went into Satan and gave up the glory realm for. It's called witchcraft. Eve was the first witch. She married the serpent, gave birth to a son named Cain. Oh, that's weird. No, the Bible says that Cain was of his father, the devil. It was a spiritual marriage. It was a covenant with the fallen angel, Satan, formerly known as Lucifer. And it gave birth to the seed line of sin and the sons of destruction. It gave birth to religious seed. Cain was the first religious person who murdered his brother because he thought his sacrifice was better in his own eyes, didn't even care about the eyes of God. It wasn't bringing a sacrifice for God's eyes. It was a sacrifice for his eyes and human eyes, which are serpent eyes. That's the eye of Horus on your $1 bill. <laughs> Pleasing fallen angel's eyes. That's why he's the son of Satan, the son of the devil. Peter said Cain was the son of the devil. Well, he's the son of Eve. Yeah, because Eve came into marriage covenant with the serpent in the garden. That's what the whore of Babylon is, people. People that haven't broken off their marriage to the law and the natural realm of self-righteousness and being religion are fully married to the devil. The devil is a religious angel. And so if you practice religion in any way, and it's not based on 100% on grace, you have a covenant with death and you'll die because you're still married to the law or you're married to Satan. It's true. So you got to get it all out, out of your belly, out of your womb, all the religious seed, the seed of Cain, everything of self-righteousness, pride, serpent seed, lies that you're believing in your own spirit. They have to melt away and the lake of fire is here to melt them away. The lake that burns with fire and brimstone where the beast, the red dragon, and the false prophet are thrown. Where are they thrown? They're thrown down at your feet. I will make them and come and bow before you and acknowledge that I've loved you. Where are they coming? They're coming to your feet. They're coming to your legs. They're coming to the pillars of the temple of the New Testament of those who are spiritually sanctified that have the legs of fire, that they will acknowledge this person has served Jesus in the Spirit. And that's why they're burning with a superior fire than the fire of Sinai that I've served in self-righteousness in my marriage to the law, in my marriage to the devil. So all those marriage contracts that you've made with the law and your bloodlines back 6,000 years through Eve, 
are being crushed underfoot. What kind of feet do they get crushed? The feet of the legs of fire, the feet of the new covenant, where your legs are the pillars of the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so that the old covenant is completely burned away by fire. Fire legs, which is the new earth. Moses and the Lamb, Revelation 15, are standing on top of Mount Zion. Mount Zion is the new earth. Moses, legs of fire. The Lamb of God, we see that scripture everywhere. Legs of fire. I make my ministers flames or legs of fire, which is the earth dimension on fire. Nothing in the natural dimension, nothing in the earth can hold down your soul anymore. Because you're just lit up on the true fire of the grace of the Lord Jesus with no self-righteousness working in you, Satan, at all. Come on. One fly ruins the ointment. We deal with it every day. People come around and there's something good in their own eyes. Called a plank and a speck. Speckitis. It's really a disease. <laughs> For their whole Christianity is about serving this, this meatball that fell from heaven, this black rock that doesn't have a rainbow halo on it at all. It's just a, a throne of demons. And they're pointing out things wrong in others. They're judging everyone's doctrine. That ain't discerning of spirits. You're not even looking the spirit. You're not even spiritual to discern spirits. These people are full of their father, the devil. It's true. And grace reveals the legalism of the accuser. Satan is a lawyer that only uses the law to accuse the saints night and day, Revelation says. You ever been accused before? You got 10,000 people out there accusing you night and day because you're actually getting into the new covenant and beginning to have legs of fire, which is overcoming and burning away the law that has wrapped rules and regulations oh. and anchors around your legs so that you have no grace and no freedom, no abundant life. And you have this pressure to perform. A time is not on your side. You have a pressure of time on your head. Like you got to do stuff. Listen, only Jesus does stuff. Do you understand that yet? You die. Jesus lives. That's called Christianity. I no longer live the life and I live. I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me. So we don't talk. We don't minister. We don't walk. We don't do anything. We are the passive dependent recipients of salvation. It's called getting born again and you're born again of the Spirit of Jesus. And now I yield my carnal members, which I consider a dung heap, Paul says, as just a pile of manure. I give my whole manure pile of my soul in the old order of the religious law and do's and don'ts and the knowledge of good and evil. And I give it to the grace and the truth of Jesus now living inside my womb, in my spiritual stomach. And as I continue to sacrifice everything of the outer realm of idolatry to the living Lord Jesus having no other gods besides Him in me, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory and getting free from idolatry, then that man ex explodes on the inside with dunamis resurrection power. Dead raising power. The outflowing power of His resurrection. Then you begin to turn heads and people say, maybe what you got is the actual truth. I can feel that superhuman energy mightily enkindling and working 
within my members, within my spirit, within my belly, within my heart. My heart's on fire. Did our hearts not burn within us as we walked with him along the way, illuminating the word of God? (laughs) The angel of the Lord is working with angel armies the same as he did in the Old Testament. The New Testament is now he's just got a sacrificed body so that nothing in the natural realm can accuse you if you don't let it. There's no accuse. You understand that? That Jesus took on flesh so that nothing in the flesh realm could accuse your spirit anymore? So you got this whole whole old world of demons, one third of the angels that fell, that are now demons, accusing the saints night and day to not wake up to the full grace and inheritance that's in the angel of the Lord, that's in the spirit of Jesus, that's in the Revelation 10.1, Almighty God. <laughs> now God is an angel. Those who worship him have to worship him in angel and truth. And that's the only way you wake up to your true nature. And if your eyes don't see yourself as a spirit being, which is an angel, angels are spirits that have souls but don't have bodies. You're a spirit that has a soul that does have a body. That's why you're greater than than the angels and you'll judge the angels. Angels, angels, angels. Why? Because that's the new covenant. Mount Zion, city of angels. Wow. It's the very city of continual experience. You don't experience anything else in the new covenant except angels. And you should never have any other experience except the glory angels, the fire angels, the favor angels, the healing angels, angels, myriads of angels, without counting, without number night and day because you've come to Mount Zion. You've come to the city of New Jerusalem. You've come to the very throne of God the Father by which we cry Abba. And you're fully accepted as a son and daughter of the Father of Spirits or the Father of Angels. But if your mind's bewitched by religion and you don't recognize you are an angel, angel-like sons of God, angel-like children of the resurrection. Why are they resurrected? They're resurrected out of the law that says you're disconnected from God and now you got to be good in order to approach God. And the more you try, the bigger the abyss and the pit you dig for your soul and fill it with snakes. So that the most evil people down here are the most religious people down here. And I think we can all say amen to that. (laughs) Hypocrites. Jesus called them hypocrites. You hypocrites. You don't obey the law. You just put it as a yoke on other people to control them. That's how you built up this Israel system. That's how you've taken up $40 billion in offerings to build these synagogues and temples. You don't obey a single law. You strain a gnat and swallow a camel. Meaning righteousness based on the natural man is called hypocrisy. Righteousness based on the spirit and angel of Jesus is called righteousness. Believing in Jesus His spirit in you, animating your inner man and growing you supernaturally is righteousness. That's when the power of God the Father, the glory, begins to beam out of you with radiance. The bright morning star becomes felt, seen, and experienced in your soul nonstop as you transfer your mind from old covenant thinking to new covenant thinking. Repentance, metanoia means for another mind to come upon you. You know that? Repent doesn't mean change your behavior. You can't change your behavior. We tried that in the Old Covenant. What are you going to do? You just use discipline, but your your spirit remains dead? You'll still go to hell. You need 
God's grace to animate your spirit so that God himself can possess you and control you. Those who are controlled by the Spirit of God are at peace with God. Romans chapter 8. But if you don't want to give God control, then you remain in control, which is demonized and cursed. It's true. Wow. We don't want to be demonized and cursed. We want to be blessed and resurrected by faith in Jesus alone. Oh, faith without works is dead. Yeah. It's the Father in me that does the works. We're trying to get you out of religion. Voodoo, doo-doo. You do do voodoo is practicing witchcraft, looking good in front of others. Pharisee loved the, the praises that came from men. They love being seen. They love church. They love dressing up. They love the makeup. They love the light show. They love the externalism because they love Satan. That's the love of Satan, people. They love the tabernacle of the Moloch. They love the star Saturn. I look at these people in false revival every day, carrying the ark of Satan and Saturn in their very wombs, but they're full of external charismatic garbage. It's true. Oh, that's not, that is exactly how it is. The Pharisees were charismatic garbage. Pharisees love signs, miracles, wonders. Pharisees love basking in the glory of God. They love feeling the presence. They love looking glorious, feeling glorious, just like the fallen angels. They were called covering cherubim, glory angels. Except now all the glory goes to their freaking ego instead of God the Father. They never give God the, God the Father the glory. All the glory is for self or the fallen angels. That's how they serve Satan in the new covenant with stolen glory. Stolen waters are sweet. They love stealing the living waters. They live in the living waters. Oh, the living water is so nice. I come to the fountain of the Lamb and I drink, but I don't drink it for God. I drink it for me. I like me. I don't like Jesus. People don't really love Jesus that much. They love themselves. They'll be lovers of self, enemies of Christ, book of Jude. It's true. It's total, perfected Satanism masquerading as Christianity everywhere. It's practically in every building made by human hands. If you actually have eyes to see and want to practice real Christianity, you have to come to the mountain of transfiguration where there's no shelters. You can't be encased inside buildings made by human hands and walk in the Garden of Eden because on earth as it is in heaven, there's no church there. I looked and behold, there was no church in heaven. So you got to question yourself. Do you love church because of the external religion? Do you understand that's the love of Satan? Most Christians still, in their hearts, like Eve, who loved the devil. And even had a child with the devil named Cain. Wow, that's true. Yep, intimacy with Satan, loving external religion, don't even care about Jesus, don't even know where Jesus is, not even looking for him on the inside, telling people revelation, prophetic truth, perfectly in spirit, as a sword, but they won't ever take it into their spirit because they're not interested in knowing him. They just want additional power added unto the self-nature because they're the servants of hell and Satan, and that's exactly how it is. That's why you find so few disciples. If you're a true disciple of the kingdom of heaven, you sacrifice all for the glory of the Father. Now, Jesus is the firstborn amongst many. What did he sacrifice? He had the palm branches. The donkey that never been ridden on, which means 
the King of Kings and Lord of Lords of the entire earth, and he went to the cross and sacrificed all of it for the glory of his Father. It's called obedience. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Obedience will make you do things that don't make any sense in other people's eyes because they're not awakened enough to spiritual revelation. They do not know the Father's ways, and they value the idolatry of the natural realm. And when they see you sacrificing the natural realm, like Jesus sacrificing the kingdoms of this world, <laughs> he had Caesar bowing to him, he had Herod bowing to him, he had the Romans bowing to him, he had all the Jews, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But when he sacrificed it, you understand? When he sacrificed it, immediately everyone's heart turned on him because they couldn't understand what he was doing because he was serving his father and not men. They shouted, crucify him. Just a couple days later. You understand that? Which in just 24 hours, they went from Hosanna in the highest, blessed is the son of David. We embrace Jesus the Nazarene as the king of Israel. The whole city in an uproar chanting, here is the king of Israel. Here is the seed of David. And he was completely not a fake thing about him. But then when he obeyed his father and gave up that whole realm of kingship, they chanted, crucify him. See how serving man is? Serving man looks good initially, but then later on they turn on you and murder you every time. That's why you can only grow spiritually if you learn to serve the father inside your womb. And his seed alone in your womb, birthing its fruit every month, the tree of life, the seed of the father. If you serve any other seed in the garden, it will always end up in death. You'll have initial promotion. They'll give you some, you know, nice stuff and you look real fancy. You look like you're favored. Not favored by God anymore because you disobeyed God. Now your favor from God faded. And now you're favored by Satan. And Satan gives favor. You see Hollywood stars. Satan favors ministries. Oh. oh, he has his favorite ministries. You'd be surprised how many of them are charismatic. It's true. No need to point out names, but everything in the heart realm will be revealed. Those that haven't served the Father and are in full-time ministry are just like Satan. Satan loves the pulpit. He loves the charismatic ministry. He loves the gifts. As long as they serve the ego, they serve the throne of Satan. And the, as long as it doesn't serve Christ in the womb, that's why this stuff is so unknown, because Satan hasn't allowed you to really understand the new covenant. Satan's been in control of Christianity through Freemason Christianity for 500 years. Christian organization, yeah, I know that. False Christian, Jezebel organization, fully, fully revealed, fully understood external religion masquerading as the new covenant but inwardly dead men's bones they don't know not a single one under that masonic spell of false christianity knows christ inside their own womb not a single one is even in the new covenant yet it's the greatest bewitchment of, of all time to having begun in the spirit ending in the flesh as soon as you're born again, you get systematically killed and slaughtered like sheep to the slaughter in every sheep shed in the world, which are buildings made by human hands. And anything that's run by human flesh is run by demons. 
And eventually, even those, the prophets and apostles, and this has been the saddest thing that I've seen in my generation, that the ones that have really a heart after God have to still compromise because they still bow to Babylon's laws. They still bow to the compromise. They're still doing all kinds of things that are not in the realm of perfection because they don't know how to do anything else. They need deliverers that will raise the mountain of Zion so that their legs turn into pillars of fire. It hasn't even been available in any nation to walk out Christianity perfectly on a city level because the whole city was based on the law. The mayor will put the law, you'll be jailed, you'll be shut down. All the Christians around you have mixture in you, they will shut you down. So this is really the first time it's opened up where the captives are set free at a civilization-wide level where really we can all rise now. We can all come into the new covenant. We can come into the new earth. We can all have legs of fire with no snakes influencing our flesh, influencing our spirit whatsoever. Just completely burn out death and hell. Burn out sin, sickness, disease. Fulfill every law so that nothing has jurisdiction or government over our minds anymore except God the Father and the rainbow. The rainbow halo is our new government, our new heavens. And the heavens mean an ever-increasing freedom for our souls. No one has ever known this before. But they tasted it in the first century. You guys shut it down. Miracles practically died after the apostles. That's common knowledge. After the apostles died, we went into religion in dark ages. It was so bad in Europe, the average life expectancy was 32 years old. I mean, we digressed and got seven times worse after Christianity came through Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do you understand that? We had revival, and then we had Satan shut it down and get us into witchcraft of religion and the law seven times worse. We're talking about for several hundred years where it was just total tyranny of the law and almost worse than the world has ever been before because of the trampling of the blood of the Lamb underfoot and no one operating in grace. We're coming out of true darkness. We're coming out of the darkness of the maximum abuse of man's law given by God to man for the control of man. And that's the grace explosion, the great grace revival, the great awakening of the end times. They'll come out shouting great grace. Because it fulfills every law that has oppressed the human spirit. The law was never given to oppress the human spirit, but it's been abused by sinful men for oppression since it first came into the world. <laughs> Amen. And so we need God, and God is grace, and God is love. And we're being restored to God because of the abuses, the government abuses towards our souls, so severe for so long that the, the human spirit is just awakening out of desire for freedom, out of desire for original design of God making us to live in perfected freedom in a garden of glory. The earth was a garden of glory for eternity. Understand that time started at the fall. Adam and Eve lived in eternal glory. Before they stepped out of the glory, they were in eternity. Time started at the fall. They fell about 6,000 years ago. And so what you have is an eternity before time started. 
of man and woman living in perfected freedom. So when you come into the glory, you're coming into eternity. You're coming into timelessness. And it's starting to conquer time and redeem the times, redeem the 6,000 years. And it's open-ended after the seventh day, meaning you perfectly enter the rest of the seventh day. You are expanded throughout the eternal future of God's glory, and you could be pulling into the glory. There's no time in the future. God only created seven days. We say eighth day, ninth day, because it's fun, and it's, there's, there's some truth to that. But it's really just about an open-ended future, because God only created seven days. And in the seventh day, God rested. And on the seventh day, man enters the rest that God already created when we hit this timeline in history by God's sovereignty because the lamb's been slain and his seed was sown into the earth and it just starts to bubble up out of the earth, which is your earthen vessels. It starts to bubble up out of men's bellies. The seed's been sown inside human flesh for thousands of years. The Holy Spirit's been working here with the angels, flooding generations, doing everything perfectly every day to every man, woman, and child in the whole planet, despite 200 million demons killing, stealing, and destroying. Total war for every soul. But the Spirit and the angels are triumphant in Christ. Christ triumphed. And when man agrees with Christ and not the accuser, we share in his victories, and his victories spread like living water. And we give people the drink of those victories. And people start to taste grace, and they start to hunger and thirst for righteousness, and get filled. And they start to transform back into the original design, and instead of being serpent creatures of flesh, they become angel-like sons of God. Anyone that hardens their heart towards the living waters, listen, what are they, they just reveal the seed line of Cain that they've served in their wombs, that they are truly of their father, the serpent in the garden. So the scales get thicker, the blindness, the dullness, so slow to understand, ever hearing, never seeing, right? Ever seeing but never perceiving, otherwise they come into the mind of Christ, the rainbow, the glory, the freedom of the Son of God. How can people hear and see but not hear and see? Because the serpent blinds their eyes, that blinds their hearts until this present time. Well, that blindness, you've never had more opportunity to have it burned off you than right now. Because this is the most mature the seed of grace has ever been since Jesus died. Thousands of years of developing the same seed line, the generations and genealogies of Christ, into a place of full spiritual stature of the manifesting sons of God. You've never had it this mature. You've never had it this readily available for everyone. But it costs you the other seed that you've been secretly serving inside your heart. It costs you hypocrisy. If you can let the razor sharp word of God go into your bellies and clean your wombs, you will never birth anything out of your spiritual stomachs ever again except the good stuff from God. If you manifest something else, it's because there's still other seed in your womb that your mind values and you want to keep that in there with God and that's called mixture, mixed seed. And God progressively disciples you if you're willing to be a disciple and willing to get sanctified to get every other seed from growing in your spiritual stomach, growing in your womb, which is growing in the garden of your heart until there's nothing in there except the living word of God and that's a perfect man and a perfect woman. An Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile, no deception. 
progressively sanctified by the removing of other seeds. Remember, Jesus Christ said an enemy did this. An enemy was a sower of seed. Oh yeah, the parable of the sower. That's why you rarely have anyone growing God's seed in their womb. It's usually the seed of the hypocrite. <laughs> the religious angels. Religious angels are all murderers. Cain was of his father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning. So since he was born of that seed, like his father, he murdered within just several years of being on the earth. Because that was his seed line. That's what he had growing in his womb. In his belly, he had the murder of the fallen angels. Wow. Truth, anyhow. So whatever you believe is what you keep in your treasure house. Your belly is a rich treasury of glory if you believe the words that come from God. Or your belly is treasures hidden in darkness. If you are hiding from the light of his, re re of his revelation, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Shaga. Light and darkness. Can you bring your entire womb into the light? Can you bring your whole mind into the light? Your womb is your heart, your spirit. Where every word grows, good, bad, or ugly. Uh-huh. We know that if a man and woman are intimate, they will have seed and eggs exchanged and they will birth a child. That's the type and shadow of actually the birthing of God's word. Because Adam and Eve were birthing promises. Adam and Eve had birthed all kinds of seed-bearing trees in the garden. Wow, and everything that was good and beautiful in the eyes. They were birthing all kinds of stuff because that's how an angel-like son of God operates continually sowing and reaping seed time and harvest from their spirit creating made in the image of God they were creating they were creating with the word of God and so we get into real Christianity we begin creating with the word of God from our wombs because that's the divine nature that's the Christ nature that's the seed line of Jesus operating through us we're becoming real Christians Amen. Restored to the Garden of Eden and what Adam and Eve had in the beginning. And their ability is our ability now in Christ, the second Adam. Amen. So, whatever seed or word that you believe. Now, there's all kinds of levels of word. There's all kinds of levels of seed. Not all seeds the same. On every stage of the mountain, you're going to have different types of fruit, different types of trees, different quality of seed depending on the person's heart that's grown it. And everybody has a different relationship with God. There are elevations of God, of elevations of intimacy with God. There is different measures of wisdom. Jesus taught in measurements. It's not this all or nothing garbage that demons teach in religion. It's measures of God and realms of your garden, realms of your heart, realms of your soul rooms of the soul and each each room of the soul has different degrees of brightness depending on how much you believe God's truth so there are some realms of our soul that are just pitch black darkness because we don't believe a single thing God says in that area of our soul and so we have no breakthrough and that's like all of us all of us have places where God hasn't even touched yet where the lights are completely off 
Sadly, it's usually when the Christians with finances and just living in total poverty mentality. <laughs> That's like the last thing to turn on half the time. Healing is another place where the lights are usually off until we get revelations of healing light. Seed of words that come from God the Father that's truth, that when we believe it, take root in our spirit, and our spirit illuminates the rooms of our soul in covenant with the word. What's the new covenant? That your spirit has come into agreement with a word that came from God. Eve came into covenant with Satan when the serpent spoke lies. She said yes and to those words that came from the serpent in the garden and came into covenant and let those words penetrate her innermost being and she birthed a child from the words of the devil and the child's name was Cain. Truth or now? Wow. <laughs> yep. When you believe God's word, you will birth promises. When you believe the enemy's bad report, which is the common thing that people believe out there, believing in anything negative. Listen, we have the angel that created the earth in our hearts. How could you ever believe anything negative? I mean, you've got to be completely deceived. It's so bizarre because it's so foreign to Christ's seed line to believe anything negative about others or the world is so far from the truth of the New Testament, it's not even a part of the kingdom of heaven, a part of reality. It's a part of Satan and his angels in their delusion. The seed of Christ can only believe God. But if you don't have much seed in your heart, then your spirit is weak and you can barely believe anything God says. <laughs> and so the more faith is the more believing of more promises until your spirit is so strong in promises that's how the sons of God manifest. They become exactly like Jesus who never doubted God and believed everything God said to him. Even going to the cross, which caused him to sweat blood, you know? Garden of Gethsemane. Whatever. <laughs> Pressure, baby. I'll do whatever you say, Daddy. I know my father's right. I said in my astonishment, all men are liars, but God's word is the truth. Your word illuminates my path. It's a light to my feet. It's a lamp to my path. It's the way. Whatever the Father is saying each day, led by revelation, glory to glory, sapphire stones, living words from God the Father. And he speaks it inside you in the still small voice, and he'll speak it through others around you that know him in intimate knowledge, revelation knowledge that has cost them their heart, circumcised of heart, always hear God. And you gotta revelate until you levitate. Crackheads smoke crack and have crack houses, and it's just a whole religion of drugs, and it's just very intense. And that's how prophets are with revelation. We fiend for revelation, it's our daily bread. If you don't get revelation, I mean, your spirit energized with promises is growing revelation. New revelation is coming up from Christ in you daily, all day long. New revelation springing up because you've sown the seed of the word into your heart, into your womb, and it's birthing new things from God continuously. So that you're speaking out of God the Father's seed grown in you new things 
out of your treasure house every day. That's how we have so much revelation because we believe so many words and we just constantly have more harvesting, harvesting, harvesting seeds and fruits. And what are the seeds and the fruits? They're the words of God, the oracles of God, the prophetic words that come from God, living, active, energized orbs or containers of God the Father's power growing up on the inside and coming out our mouth like the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. And it comes with the sword and it can penetrate into your womb and impregnate you with the promises of God the Father if you've made room for Him. That's the problem. Most people don't let the Word ever go into their womb and impregnate them because they're pregnant with every other word that's not from God, usually religion, self-righteousness, and hypocrisy. Beliefs and all kinds of weird stuff, even conspiracy stuff, all these worries and concerns and cares of this world that choke out the seed of the Word of God so they never end up knowing God the Father in His full glory on the inside and they're still bewitched looking for external solutions for everything, wasting all the days of their life in external idolatry even though the sons of God and the seven thunders are fully revealed in this generation in the same exact angelic nature as Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 10 verses 1, 2, and 3, but people don't have any room in their hearts, so it's like the days of Noah when they're all giving and taking in marriage and eating, drinking, and being merry, but they don't have any room for God's Word because they filled their womb with all the junk food of the world. And that's what's wrong with Christianity, is that we've even filled our stuff with all kinds of charismatic books, but then when the sons of God and the seven thunders are revealed and the seven seals are opened, it's like, no room. Sorry, I already went to three years of this awesome prophetic school, so I can't believe anything you say. Even though if you would have waited three years and just listened to the sons of God, you'd be a million times better off. And you've actually destroyed your life by capping out in earlier stages of development and God has saved the best wine for last, but there's no room because you've already filled yourself up with other stuff of the lower realms of God. That's what the fallen angels did. They filled themselves up with the lower realms of God and took it for themselves. And then when God brought his bigger stuff, the angels weren't even there to receive it because they'd taken his lower stuff. That's what the book of Enoch actually says. These angels are so stupid that they took the lowest basis basis revelations of God, created their own little kingdom with it, and God hadn't even revealed his best stuff yet. Like, as stupid as it gets. And it is very stupid. And you'd be surprised how much stuff down here God the Father does is to prove how stupid the angels are. <laughs> I And he's going to reveal it through the sons and daughters that can receive his best stuff that he saved for last. And now his best stuff's coming forth. Make room in your hearts for the best stuff. Doesn't sound like the smartest stuff. That's really where people go wrong right away. Like I was looking for some doctorate in divinity, smart education stuff, you know, solitarsis, heresy, murderer. I'm looking for the seed of Cain so I look good in the natural realm. My God, man. You get into the seed of Christ, born in a stable. I can't have that born in the stable stuff. Don't want to end up like God. I'm born in Herod's temple so I end up like Satan. Born in a palace with the devil instead of born in a stable with the living God. And that's exactly how it is in every single person's heart in the world. 
the external realm looking good or the internal realm would make making the external realm look bad because God's a humble God. And he's still doing it today in every way. What's going to be really shocking to people is the full development of the inner man when the external realm starts to look good with the internal realm. All things added unto those who sought God's righteousness. That's what's going to freak people out because people have been total hypocrites in the natural realm of idolatry, trying to look good outwardly, practicing false Masonic Christianity everywhere. And then when the true internal manifesting sons of God come out of the river of life, inside, out, and the outside starts to work for them, they're going to freak out. Because that's what they've been trying to achieve through religion, which is witchcraft the whole time. And God only gave it to His Son, Jesus, in your womb. All you had to do is serve Him in your womb. Serve Him in humility. Serve Him in the, the shepherd's manger. Serve him in humility, serve him in the river, serve him outside of buildings made by human hands, which is outside of religion, outside of shelters, outside of human flesh, which is Molech, outside of false fathers, which is Saturn. You know, it seems like basic stuff to not get into sorcery, but you'd be surprised. That's pretty much what's wrong with everyone. Got into total occult sorcery, trying to be good Christians, became witches. We've all done that. Fallen into a pit. What does it mean when the blind leave the blind? They both fall into a pit. What's the pit? Hell. They're practicing the pit of hell. And the pit was open for five months, and every horrible thing in hell came up out of the pit. What's the word for pit? The bottomless pit. The stomach. That's your human stomach. That's where you're being cleansed in your womb during these five months going into November. You're being cleansed from the pit of hell. Do you know that? The whole world is. Wow. The hearts of all nations will be laid bare, the Apostle Paul said. Or the pits of all nations. What's in the bottom of their hearts, the root system, in the dungeons, in the secret places, or the treasure houses of their brain. Because your brain is always sucking up stuff from your belly. Carnal appetite. Your belly in the demonic realm is full of the dungeons of hell, full of the idolatry of Satan and his angels. Everyone down here is spiritual. It's just spiritual demonic or spiritual Jesus, spiritual Satan or spiritual Christ, and there's nothing in between. People don't realize that, that when people are unbelievers, they're just fully spiritual with the fallen angels. They're just as spiritual as a believer, just the spiritual darkness of Satan. Satan is an angel. That, that's a pretty spiritual creature, isn't it? Angels. Yeah, a former covering cherub, cherubim, an angel. So even those in the kingdom of hell are fully 100% spiritual. It's just a different type of spirituality than the spirituality of Jesus Christ. And so you're being renewed to a different type of spirituality out of the spirituality of darkness into the spirituality of light. And it's very gruesome because the darkness has had a hold in every room in our souls. And as humble as you can get and understanding how wicked the world is, and the seven mountains in the world, the seven dungeons of the root systems of the seven mountains, seven righted beasts, seven, and the whore of Babylon, which is the religious world system, if you can fully forsake all of that and just come into the Luke 17, 21 kingdom of heaven within you, you can grow super fast 
and it doesn't have to be a bloody nightmare and so hard every day. We make it hard because we still entertain lives in our wombs and we're developing Cain's seed line and he's the father of that seed line. So you invite the fallen angels into your souls continuously by serving Satan's seed. You don't, if you don't serve Satan's seed, Satan's coming, he has nothing in me. Garden of Gethsemane. But if you are serving Christ and his seed line, the only thing that comes to you is Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, Uriel, Sophia, all the angels of the God I am whom I serve. You're only going to be surrounded because you're actually inside the seed line and the genealogies of Christ. And so only the things of Christ, the realms of Christ, the kingdom of Christ, the angels of Christ, the Father of Christ will be the only thing around your spiritual atmosphere because that's the only thing you entertain in your heart. So it's all on you. It's not on God. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's just change the seeds in your heart, the words in your heart. Circumcise your hearts with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Best way to do it, get into the apostles and prophets. God used every apostle and prophet that I could find in modern times and back thousands of years to train me up until this point of spiritual growth. We're a culmination of all the apostles and prophets, the two witnesses. Come on. Of everything that every man, woman, and child of God has brought down here for 6,000 years. There's generations of Christ, generations of Holy Spirit genealogies of people that have believed and obeyed the good report in every generation since Adam. Wonderful saints. Adam and Eve, wonderful saints. A lot of people believe Adam and Eve never sinned a single time after they fell. Wow. Just that one big boo-boo. I can be something in the flesh, and that's all it took. I can be something apart from the angel of Jesus. Wow. Little did they know, that's the only thing that held together the entire world. <laughs> and we try to go after every other thing besides the spirit of Jesus, and it just ends up a dead end, and people get so discouraged. Really, charismatic witchcraft has been the most deceptive thing the demons have ever done, and all of you are the victims of that ritual abuse. Oh, big time. I know if you have made it to this level on the mountain today, that you have overcome the greatest labyrinth of deception of all time created by the fallen angels. And you're overcomers, conquerors, Revelation 2 and 3 people. And you're about to have all those gifts operating from the inside out of you by the full possession of Christ fully formed in you. And it's going to get a lot easier and a lot better than you could ever imagine by the dunamis power that our Father works in you. Yield to it. Rest in it. Have fun in it. Remember, if it's not fun, it's not God. You need to chill out. Get a corn cob pipe and get a canoe and just float down the river like Huckleberry Finn and chill out. And let the river carry you as you enjoy the Holy Ghost the angels, and the word of God birthing from your womb with promises every single day by the grace of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Pray about partnering with this ministry, doing works all over the planet right now, transforming nations, transforming discipling leaders, key apostolic prophetic leaders in the nations. Reached 195 nations last year. In one month, over 
million, million views of our videos last October. We have a television channel. We just got the license in Kenya with the government of Kenya. It's launching very soon, upgrading our computer system. We have the nicest broadcasting studio in the nation of Kenya, RLM TV Kenya, partnered with CFI. It is very exciting. We're launching a 24-7 Joel's Bar television channel, 24-7. A channel that is this continuous teachings, revelations, to, to intensify your angelic freedom and to crucify the law out of your flesh for greater freedom. It's going to blow your minds. All this stuff's in the works. We're thinking about launching the Joel's Bar 24-7 TV tonight. Nikolai has been working on it last couple days. It is so awesome. We're developing apps for the App Store right now. All this stuff costs thousands and thousands of dollars. We're supporting 20 full-time staff right now. It's amazing. We have 20 full-time staff in Red Letter Ministries worldwide. So we really need your support. You're not just supporting me. You're not just supporting this crack house, Minneapolis. You're supporting the discipleship of the apostolic and prophetic leaders of all nations. Understand that. That's a very serious investment. Jesus sat at the temple and watched what they gave for the stewardship and the leadership of his spiritual nation. It's important to support what God's doing, the works of God. Giving into the works of God was so important in the book of Acts. Laying down silver, gold, and treasures for the works of the kingdom, for the works of the apostles, is a mandate in the New Testament. You cannot be a Christian and withhold finances from your spiritual leaders. It's not possible. You cannot be an actual Christian, a real Christian, and withhold finances. God will move upon your heart. The angels will move upon your heart. The river of life will move upon your heart and make you a giver. It's the nature of God to give and to support what God is doing. Let the Holy Spirit brood over your hearts and minds and heal you to become generous, cheerful, hilarious givers to support Red Letter Ministries today. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory.